Hello there, my name is McNeil and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about movies. We talk about movies that are currently playing in the theaters and topics related to cinema. If you like this type of content, be sure to follow my podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also support my podcast by telling your friends. And if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? This is my new episode in my series called Movie Screen Quarantine. Due to the world's current circumstances, I'm talking about a wide variety of topics regarding movies in this series. Today, I'm here with my friend Cody, and we are talking about our top 10 favorite superhero portrayals. How's it going, Cody? I am Cody, and I am doing stuff. (laughs) You're doing stuff? I'm doing stuff, yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, You know, just... Kind of getting through quarantine, sitting here playing a lot of video games. That's it. That's literally it. And I'm eating so much food, and I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> I've gained so much weight in quarantine, but it's it's amazing. I'm so warm now, but yeah. I've actually done the opposite. I've lost weight. You have in quarantine, yeah, because I've cleaned up my diet. Dude, so, I did not clean up my diet. It seems like it. I thought like I mean, you could kind of look at it as one way where people would. Uh, take the opportunity in quarantine, clean up their diet, lose some weight, you know, uh, you know, try to maximize some potential for yourself. And then, then you hear a lot about people being like, I'm gaining weight, man. <laughs> Dude. I told myself, I was like, you know what? We're going to get in shape. We're going to work out every day. This side and the other, none of that happened. I see. I did. I, I, I did actually start doing that. Like I started running and stuff like that, cleaned up my diet and I stuck with it for the most part. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. But anyway, so back on topic. So like I said, Cody and I are going to talk about our top 10 superhero portrayals. And to give you an idea of our criteria for how we decided on our picks. So we are kind of going with which performances are the best. So we're not necessarily going with our favorite superhero, per se. We're going about, this is all about the depiction of the character. And if they are accurately portraying the superhero. And then we're also kind of taking into consideration of the best, which is our favorite. Um, and so, so what I'm trying to say is our lists aren't necessarily going to be 10 through 1, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. It's kind of like we kind of collectively both thought of which ones we think are best and of the best, which ones are our favorite. Sounds really confusing, but makes sense to us. That's all that matters. Um, and so we also kind of took into consideration, is the performance replaceable? Because... You can look at some superheroes and you can be like, yeah, somebody else could play that superhero. Then you can look at some and be like, if that character is replaced, I'm going to be mad, you know? So is that, I'm assuming that's kind of how you thought about this as well. Or did you take anything else into consideration? 1000% because there are some that I'm looking at. I'm, I'm looking at my list right now and I look at some and I'm just like, you know what? If that person was replaced, that would be okay. But if this person would, would be replaced, I I would have to just cry myself to sleep for the next 10 days. Like, it would be <laughs> so bad if they replaced, like, some people on my list that I'll talk about. But Yeah, I totally agree. I definitely have some that I think are completely irreplaceable. Uh, so the way this is going to work is Cody's going to give his number 10, I'll give my number 10, and so on and so forth, and we'll continue on in that pattern. So, Cody, who is your number 10? My number 10 is 
Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> All right, so that's that's a controversial pick. A lot of people have like, I am on this I'm on the complete opposite side of the fence as you. I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman, but I'm not it's what, you know, it's not going to make me mad that you like Ben Affleck as Batman. So Go ahead and explain. I'm curious. The I'm reason curious. why I loved Ben Affleck as Batman is, first of all, Ben Affleck as a person, he's a big boy. He's a big dude. And like Batman, he has a big stature. He's a big guy. And when yeah. you, if you look at pictures of Ben Affleck when he was in shape for the role of Batman, and if you put him beside of like a cartoon drawing from an original comic of Batman, you're just like, oh my God, like, like they're both big. And the reason why Ben Affleck has a place in my heart for Batman is because the suit that they had for Ben Affleck was beautiful. Now the one <laughs> from the one from Justice League was a little different. I didn't like that one as much as I liked the one from Superman versus Batman because I thought it was so freaking beautiful, man. And I think they showed the dark side of Bruce Wayne in Superman versus Batman, and I just mm-hmm. lo- I thought that highlighted Bruce Wayne perfectly. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can respect that. Um I do agree with you. Ben Affleck definitely had the physique of Batman, for sure. I also liked the 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 suit that incorporated more of the gray and black. I liked that. It was the performance that I didn't care about and some of the decisions Batman made I was not on board with. Um and so Ben Affleck wasn't my least favorite portrayal of the character. Um but definitely was not my favorite, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can respect that. Who do you think's the worst Batman? George Clooney, by far. 100%. George Clooney was terrible. By far. So bad. And right next to him's Val Kimmer, dude. Oh, my God. They were both bad. Yeah, they were both really bad. All right, so j- moving on. Uh, so my number 10 is Ryan Reynolds' is Deadpool. Back up. <laughs> Number 10? That Number 10. Low? Okay, all right, let me explain this a little bit. So I really appreciate and respect um, the way Ryan Reynolds played this character because of how extremely comic book accurate that depiction of the character was. However, that character is not a character I've been overly fond of, uh, you know, just throughout the amount of time I've, I've loved watching superhero movies. But... And also, that sense of humor is not something that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, like I've watched, I've seen Deadpool twice, both times. I I barely laughed, but I do really think that Ryan Reynolds plays this character really, really well, and, and he nails the humor. The humor is executed really well. It's just not something that necessarily works with me. Like, it's so slapstick and so over the top. And it's just that's just not really something that works with me. I I like the occasional dark joke. That's about it. And this one, it was all over the place. Yeah, I think that is the difference between you and me because I love Deadpool. I freaking yeah. love him. I think he's hilarious. You basically that, are Deadpool. You are Deadpool. Yeah, I am <laughs> Deadpool. I, I but I'm way more attractive than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but yeah. Because, like, you've never – you've always been a person to, like, kind of, like, the darker, more serious characters instead of, like, Deadpool. That's just right. basically, you know. And that's a pattern. That's a pattern you'll see, like, the funnier characters for the most part are um, – especially, like, the next one I'm going to talk about, too. Like, that was more of a – it was a funnier character. The rest, more serious. 
Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do really respect uh, the portrayal of Ryan Reynolds or of Deadpool from Ryan Reynolds. I think that was a great performance, and he nailed the character. Um, so yeah, that's but that's pretty much all I really have to say about Deadpool, just because it's not a character I've. It's, he's not one of my favorite characters, but I do like. I think the performance was great, and that's what this that's, this list is about: uh, the performances, um, not necessarily which character we like the best. Um, so, with that in mind, who's your number nine? Number nine is Henry Cavill as Superman. So I take it you're a fan of the DC EU. No, not at all. Those are the only ones. <laughs> Those are the only ones, and they're at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So, what did you? So, what do you like about Henry Cavill as Superman? Okay. Um, what I liked is how he just like like I can't put my finger on it, but I'm gonna try my best to. The way Henry Cavill looked, the way he spoke, the way he like like just some of the physical attributes. And just the way he's like, I thought it was just very like crisp and the way he did. It was just very good. I think he was a good Superman. Yeah, I think he is too. For I mean, sure. He, I will say though, he's not my favorite Superman, but um, I, I think he, I do think he did the character justice. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Henry Cavill was, he was, he had a, his performance as Superman was pretty good. Yeah. That being said, it could be replaced. Anyway, <laughs> like, like he, like, like, I mean, realistically, like, like, I feel like there's never going to be a perfect Superman. I might counter that later, but all right, um, all right, all right. Let, let's see. Do you have any do you, anything else you want to add about Henry Cavill Superman? No, no, that that's just about it for for that. Okay, all right. So my number nine, I, and I don't, I really don't know how you're going to feel about this. I really don't. This could go either way. Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Oh. I don't know if I can agree with you on that okay. one. Okay, so let me let me explain this. So, like I said, we did talk about if they uh, one of the pieces of our criteria was that if they accurately portrayed the superhero, and this is where I'm going to break that once. And the reason I say that is because the, what he did with this character was revolutionary because he took a character that people made fun of and he made him awesome. Like Aquaman, like he was the the superhero that everybody would poke fun at just because he was kind of lame in the comics a little bit. But he's always been one of my favorite DC superheroes, like one of my top three favorite. I don't know why I've just always liked the character. Um, so don't judge me, but you know it's just me. Um, but like I really think what he did with the character was, like I said, revolutionary because the depiction of this particular version of the character was cool. He was fun. He was funny, and he was just awesome, and he he took a character, like I said, people made fun of him, made him awesome, and that usually does not work. Like, there's a lot of versions of superheroes that were completely changed, and you were like, that, no, no thank you. But it was the connotation that surrounded Aquaman, the, the negative connotation that surrounded Aquaman, and, this, and how he just completely changed that, made him such a cool character, and that's what I really liked about it. And the movie, too, the Aquaman, I was not expecting a lot from that movie because DC's trajectory at that point, um, their their track record was not very good because they were putting out Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, uh, Justice League, Suicide Squad, the exception of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a great movie. 
Um, but those four that I just named, they were horrible. I I will say Man of Steel. Man of so Steel. Bad. I will say Man of Steel is not horrible. It's okay. Uh, I know there are some people that love it, and that's fine. But Aquaman, I thought was an excellent movie, and it just kind of shocked me because I went in with such low expectations, and just seeing what Jason Momoa did with that character, I thought was incredible. That I mean, that's really the only reason why I really like that performance. And, and I stand by that. Like I do think he, that was one of the best superhero depictions of you know of that of any character that that we've seen. But and I know that's a little controversial. I mean, you've had a one controversial opinion so far. So we'll see what happens when we continue. We we both still have eight more to go. So with that in mind, who's your number eight? Number eight is Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think because I think okay. So the way he did Thor was very unique because he he made like in the beginning of the MCU when the first Thor movie came out he was very um like cocky I I'm the big man I'm this I'm yeah. that but he was also an idiot like actually he was an yeah. airhead he was yeah, an airhead and but as it keeps going he gets more humble he gets more you know what I'm trying to say he developed it was as like a he was he was. You can kind of tell that his insecurities show the like the more the the series progressed. And at the beginning, it was kind of like he was putting on a mask because he knew he had to live up to the standard of being the king of Asgard. And so by the end of Endgame, I think he had a very satisfying character arc. And I thought about putting him on my list. I'll go ahead and say he's not on my list. And the only reason I say that is because the character like the tone of the character changed so rapidly and it did and and it's kind of like if you go look at him go watch thor ragnarok and then go watch the first thor two totally different versions of the character same guy playing him then you go watch infinity war and endgame two movies that you pretty much just want to watch back to back two completely different versions of thor so uh, see like i don't agree with that i think I think Ragnarok, he, he it was definitely a different version of Thor, but I think it what they weren't different versions from like Thor to the the worst movie ever, The Dark World, from like um Infinity War to Endgame. I think those movies he's similar just developing, but Ragnarok was a different was a different twist on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair and I I totally understand why somebody would want to put uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor up on, up on the list. That's a good choice. I like. I like it. He's definitely one of the best. Just not quite in my list. I probably if I if we did honorable mentions, I probably would have threw him in there. Dude, let alone um, he got freaking yoked. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. Oh my god, he was huge. And and before, like, if you go look, kind of like the movies he was in, like pre Thor, uh, relatively skinnier. He was kind guy. of a. He was yeah. He was lean. He was kind of kind of scrawny in a way, especially compared to how he got his physique to be in uh in Thor. You know, so yeah, like that, like that was insane. Like he was huge. And I guess you should, uh, I guess to kind of clarify this a little bit, that is something that you've talked about a lot, like for all of these portrayals. And you come from a boxing background, so that's probably something. When somebody gets the physique of the character right, that's that's probably why you're really drawn to the character because you appreciate what that person put themselves through in order to play oh, that character. Oh, for sure. Because like I, I've seen Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Chris Hemsworth. I've seen. I've looked at all their workouts and their diet plans, and I'm just like, dude, that must have sucked. 
because, yeah. um, you know, with the, with the few fights the- I've had and, you know, having to work out, then also have a diet, it sucked for me. And theirs are on so much high of a level because they're performing in a worldwide movie. Yeah. It's just like, like, I'm like, oh my God, like, that's insane. Dude, and, and their diet, like I've, I've done that, I've researched a little bit about that as well. I mean, they'll just completely cut out sugar and it's like full on protein. It's crazy what they do. Um, and sometimes even unhealthy, even though they might look healthy, what they did to get there may not be the best solution, but it was the quickest solution because, you know, they had to film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know that um, for some of them, if they had like a shirtless scene, like in Thor Ragnarok, when uh, Thor was back there with Hulk and he didn't have his shirt on. I know that they kind of like did a little bit of a water fast and they kind of like leaned out a little bit so that they looked really good on camera. But after that, then they kind of like refueled so that they don't feel like crap. But for Mm -hmm. that specific scene, they just kind of like fasted a little bit just so they look as good as they possibly can in that specific scene. Yeah. So moving on to my number eight, my number eight is Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Hmm. That one, that one's interesting. That is interesting to me. I didn't even. So, I got a. I have a couple reasons for this. I was really for. I guess just to kind of get this out of the way, I was really excited to see Chadwick Boseman play Black Panther. And I don't know if you know this, but he literally, when he was growing up, he grew up forty-five minutes away from where we live. He grew up in the upstate of South Carolina, just like we did, but just in in a. He grew up in Anderson. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's about 45 minutes away from us. So because of that, like he was representing, you know, like South Carolina, um, where we're, you know, where we're from, where we're familiar with. Um, I just thought that was really cool. So I was really excited to see him play, um, black Panther. And I thought he nailed the personality of black Panther, black Panther, is somebody that's super, you know, when he's not, when he's not in the black Panther suit and he's just talking, conversing with other characters, interacting, whatever, He's very calm. He's very collected. But you know that he's extremely tough, extremely smart. And he's a meticulous guy. He knows exactly what to do. He knows what his end goal is. And, I mean, he's... I thought he nailed that calm aspect of the character. Like, he just kind of just, you know, he's just walking around. And he looks like he's, you know, he's just kind of, you know, he's just super chill. You know what I mean? And like he'll interact and he's just kind of like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. I respect and, that. I, I respect that very much. Yeah. I, I can agree with you. And so I, I, I really like that. But then when he's Black Panther, it's like he has no chill. Dude, you know? he's like the, the coolest ninja ever, man. Yeah. I mean, the fighting technique is really cool. Yeah. Um, The just the kind of even like when he's running as Black Panther. Like, I mean, just kind of the way he nailed the movements of Black Panther and just kind of, I like how he, the portrayal of both T'Challa and Black Panther. And I thought it was just yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's where they're like, they're both similar, but they're so different. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like Black Panther is like, it's kind of like where he's able to let loose, you know, because he's so, he's so calm. But then when he's Black Panther, it's just like, he's kicking butt. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I could definitely. Yeah, I respect that very much. That one makes and, sense to me. Yeah. And I, I'd probably I'd probably put him higher on this list. The reason I'm not going to is just because he hasn't been in as many movies as all the others that are above him on this list. Like he's had one solo movie um, and 
even like his screen time in Avengers Endgame was very limited. Yeah. Um, just because he was one of the characters that died at the end of Infinity War, so in Endgame they did, they didn't come back till the very end. Um, is Black Panther two coming out next year, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm curious to see. I, I think I think it's going to be a very good movie. I think I've it's heard be of, very interesting. I've heard of some interesting rumors. There's not a ton of rumors surrounding Black Panther two because I don't think it's as far in like the writing process as some of the others that are coming out oh, sooner. No, probably not. Um, and it's not till Phase five of the Marvel movie, so it's a little ways out from now. Uh, but there have been like some interesting rumors to kind of go in and read about when it comes to Black Panther two, and I, I'm excited for the movie. The first one I really liked. I thought the villain in Black Panther, Eric Killmonger, is a great villain. I thought that um, was awesome. I can definitely agree with you there. That was yeah. great. So, I mean, and, and I really like Chadwick Boseman um, as Black Panther. I thought he I thought he nailed the character. Um, mm-hmm. I can agree so, with you on that. Cool. Well, what's your number seven? My number seven is Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Dude, yes. I, yes. Okay. Take Nick Fury out of it. Samuel L. Jackson is a freaking stud. I love him, man. Because, <laughs> like, like, okay. So, as he was Nick Fury, he was, like, you know, this, um, I'm the big man of the house. I will kill you. I will beat you up, and I will give you a swirly while I do it. Like, he is just, just this big bad man. But also, he says the funniest crap ever. Just like, just like out there or whatever. Like, like he said some stuff in like uh, the Winter Soldier or whatever. That I just thought was funny. Same with uh, Avengers and stuff. Yeah, he has some. He has some really funny moments. Like, I mean, overall, like Samuel L. Jackson, he's just a great actor. You know, like he was in uh, he was in Pulp Fiction. He was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, he's in, he's just in a lot of movies. Star um, Wars too. He played Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I mean, because he's just been in so many things, it's hard to keep up with how many characters he's played. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Nick Fury, that's a, that's a solid choice for sure. So my number seven is Christopher Reeve as Superman. The original, the original Superman. Um, I, I just think this performance is iconic. And he is a Superman I grew up with watching, even though like I'm definitely, I'm definitely not the age uh, of when those movies were coming out in theaters. I was born in 2000, not 1978. Um, and so, I, but I grew up watching those movies even before like the Superman Returns came out and definitely before Man of Steel came out. So bef- if, before the age of 10, I was watching these Superman movies. Um, and when I was younger, I loved all four of them. The older I've gotten, I've realized Superman 3, Superman 4 aren't very good, but Superman and Superman 2 are both very solid movies. Um, so to me, Christopher Reeve as Superman, he's my Superman. I understand why some people would say Henry Cavill, but Christopher Reeve to me is Superman. Um, but I think he always agree with that. And I think he nails the personalities of both Clark Kent and Superman. He freaking does, man. He, got, he it's a very comic booky performance. And that's what I really like about it. And it's got the, it's got the comic book feel. Um, and so when he's Clark Kent, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, he looks obviously it's Christopher Reeve as both these characters, but you know, he's the way he like his posture, the way he kind of um, just kind of the way he holds himself together is very different. He's very confident as Superman, but as Clark Kent, he is, you know, pretending to be this a little bit more shelled. 
Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's pretending to be like this geeky, comes across as kind of insecure, accident prone type guy. Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't think Henry Cavill did. You know, it was almost like when he was when he was trying to be the Clark Kent version, it was just kind of like Superman put on a pair of glasses. Um mm-hmm. and with with uh Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent, it was, you know, it wasn't just the glasses. He, I mean, he did have a hat on, but it was the way he stood, the way he spoke all these different types of things. Like I said, it was a very comic booky performance, but it was great. Yes. And he also, he just looked the part too. And like, so when I think Superman, I think Christopher Reeve, I don't go to Henry Cavill or Brandon Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I do think Brandon Ruth was a good Superman. And I think Henry Cavill was a good Superman, but I think Christopher Reeve is the Superman. And, and that's I just don't my think opinion. There's ever been, I don't think there's ever been a bad Superman. I would agree with that. I don't think I don't think Superman has been depicted horribly before. Yeah, I um, agree. like I've never been like, oh my gosh, that sucked. Uh, but Christopher Reeve is great as Superman. I can agree with that. So who's your number six? Number six goes to my favorite MCU character, Chris Evans as Captain America. So you're not going to have any MCU characters from here on out. No, I'm not. Wow. No, I I have one more. I have one more, actually. Okay. Okay. I'm curious to see who that is. So before the Captain America movie came out, I actually thought Captain America was so cool because I'm a big fan of – so, like, when you think of um, uh, cut dry, the good guy superheroes, you think of, like, like Superman. And then in the Marvel Universe, you think of uh, Captain America. Yeah, their personalities are similar in ways yes what they stand for the difference to me is that chris evans was a good dude a good dude at heart he did what he had to but also he was willing to give everything for anybody else and he was just so selfless not to mention he was huge (laughs) and he like when i think of captain america i can't think of many other people other than Chris Evans. Now, I it now from if you if you take my favoritism out of there, I think he can be replaced. I think he can be. Now, if you replaced him for me, I wouldn't like it just because I think Chris Evans did awesome. Yeah, but I think he can be replaced. I would agree with that, and like I could see somebody else. Not that I have somebody in mind, but like I don't think it would be. Like, I wouldn't uh, be hesitant to go see somebody else play Captain America. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be open-minded to seeing another version of the character. Uh, I do think Chris Evans was great as Captain America. You won't see him on my list. He'd probably be an honorable mention. Um, But, like, I I think he played the character really well. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think just the the reason he didn't make the list is just because I could see somebody else playing the character. And it's a character... It's another one of those characters I'm just not necessarily drawn to as much as I am others. And, and you know, like you mentioned earlier, and we've talked about this, I'm drawn to characters that have more of an edge and that have a lot of depth. And uh, Chris Evans, or not Chris Evans, uh, Captain America is as a character is a little bit more surface level compared to the characters that I like. Yeah, I, I can completely agree with that. I can completely agree with that, yeah. So my number six is Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Uh, so she's been playing Black Widow since you know her appearance in Iron Man two went all the way through Endgame. 
she's yeah, been. When, when did Iron Man two come out? Was that two thousand and ten? Two thousand and ten. Yeah. So she's and played her for about. It's been ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Um. I can agree with you. Yeah. So. I really like the character Black Widow. I mean, even if you go back and look at um, the beginning of my podcast, uh, I was putting out all these Marvel movies uh, per episode leading up to Black Widow because I was really excited about it. Obviously, I'm a big Marvel fan, so that that, was, that factored into it as well. But I I still am really looking forward to seeing um, the Black Widow movie, and I'm really glad that we're finally getting a solo movie for Black Widow. Um, but what I like about the character is that her character arc throughout even without having her own movie has been really interesting because you get to explore different sides of the character depending on which character she's interacting with so if you look at iron man 2 it was more of that secret agent vibe and she was with nick fury and tony stark and it was more of like you know that was just when you're introduced to the character so like i said it was more of that uh secret agent side of her then you get to the Avengers, and she's the person that's you know she's kind of grounding all these all these characters that have all these powers that are you know stronger than hers. She's just an agent that has you know good fighting abilities, um, you know reflexes stuff like that. But you know she's having to you know share or she's having to share a role in a team with people like Hulk and Thor, and you know so and a super soldier and and this dude with a uh, crazy iron suit. So, um, and then you go look at Winter Soldier and it was kind of in a way, the character, the, the way she played the character in Winter Soldier was a bit more playful in the way she interacted with Captain America. Cause you could tell that the, their friendship was very strong and it's probably because Captain America is the most, or comes across as the most human of any of those characters. And that's how she's able to relate with him. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, and, and then you go look at civil war really deceitful she had that double agent thing going on um i think scarlett johansson played this character really well i think she depicted the character accurately and i think she showed all the sides of black widow in different movies explored different you know different parts of the character without even having her own movie and she kicks butt too and at the end she's willing to make a sacrifice and that's something I really like when you get to, when you see a character have a very satisfying arc and they're willing to make that sacrifice. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, I mean, Black Widow, one of my favorite superheroes, one of the best performances of any of the superheroes there are out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of all I have to say about so, Black Widow. So um, Black Widow, she didn't make it on my list. She didn't, but I still very much respect her performance. I I think she did. I think she did a great job. She definitely didn't do a bad job in any way, shape, or form. But mm-hmm. my thing is like, I think she could be replaced. I think she could be very easily replaced. Cause like, that's fair. I, I, I feel I, like I it see, was just, yeah, you know, I could see how some people would think that for me, it is one of those irreplaceable characters, but that's also because Scarlett Johansson is my favorite actress. Yeah. So there's that, that factors into it a lot. Um, if that wasn't the case, I could, you know, I, I might would say the character could be a little bit more on the replaceable side. Um, but like if somebody were to play black widow, black widow right now, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh. no, no, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. But, like, me and you, we just love um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe too much. If they replace anybody, it would be weird. It's, if they wanted to replace anybody right now, it's way too soon. Way too soon. Oh, yeah. Because Endgame oh, yeah. just came out, like, a year ago. It's way too so. soon, and it's also way too freaking late. 
at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because like what they replaced uh, Hulk. They replaced him from uh, what was his name? Edward Norton played Hulk in The Edward Incredible Hulk. Norton. And then they moved on to Mark Ruffalo. Interesting fact about that. They almost cast Mark Ruffalo as the as the as Bruce Banner in The Incredible Hulk. They went with uh, they went with Edward Norton instead, but then creative differences fell between Edward Norton and um, and and Marvel. And so then they had to recast and they grabbed Mark Ruffalo. So, well, neither way, I think that Mark Ruffalo was better, period. I would agree. I would agree. I liked Edward Norton as Hulk, though, but I, I would agree Mark Ruffalo was better. I, I, he was okay. You know, he was okay. Like, he wasn't terrible, but he was, I don't think it was special, his performance. I think Mark Ruffalo, I think he was a lot better of a choice, personally. That's fair. Yeah. Before we move on to our top five favorite superhero portrayals, be sure to follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan. Letterboxd is where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at McNeil.and.friends.podcast. Message me through Instagram to let me know what your favorite superhero performances are or if you have any topics you'd like me to talk about on this podcast for the Movie Screen Quarantine series. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. And lastly, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon and support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. You can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. So, Cody, who's your number five? My number five, which now that I look at it, I don't know. You know what? I'm, I think that it, it's Heath Ledger as Joker is number five. Now, wait, part of me is like... Wait a minute. Huh? That's a villain. He's still a part of the superheroes. But he's not a superhero. All right, so my number five is Heath Ledger as Joker. <laughs> and... I, okay, I, let me let me let me get this out there. I don't like. I didn't know we were including villains. So if I, if I were including villains, <laughs> this list would be completely different. Um, I am. <laughs> I don't have any villains in this list. Um, I guess for I guess for this, you can just go ahead and include Heath Ledger. And I think at this point, everybody would know if I were including villains, I would have Heath Ledger as number one. Um, in, in here, uh, but. Go ahead, rock on. <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's do it. All right, so like, I mean, I like Heath Ledger so much because, okay, first of all, that um, the Dark Knight came out in two thousand and eight, I think, and that's correct. Yeah, and I remember as a kid, I had to be like, what? I think I had to be. I was six, and I, I was a big Batman fan as a kid. I loved Batman. I had Batman pajamas, Batman action figures, Batman everything. I loved Batman, mm. and. I was like, Mom, I have to see the second Batman movie because they took me to go see Batman Begins when that came out. And I was young, but it- you were three. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I was like, I have to go see it. I have to go see it. And I'm like, all right, all right. I think I think they said it was like a birthday present or something like that. Mm. And um, they took me out to go see it. And after I got out of that movie. I had nightmares about that Joker. I was so scared. It, it oh, I'm sure you did. Me. You were six. I was six, and it went into my imagination. I slept with my closet light on. I had a poster of the Joker. I had to throw it away. I couldn't. And now, um, in hindsight, I'm like, dude, that was a really good performance because I was six years old, and I was crying about it. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could if I mean, obviously, if we were like I said, if we were including villains, Heath Ledger as Joker would be on the number one of this list. 
but th- this is top ten superhero portrayals, <laughs> and so do you have do you have any more villains on here? Oh no, that was it. Okay, good. So I mean, I- I've done an episode where I ranked all five Joker performances. Heath Ledger's at the top. You can go check that episode out. I also did an episode with my friend Tim, and we ranked our top ten favorite villains of all time. And Heath Ledger as Joker was number one on my list for that, and he was very high on Tim's list as well. Um, so if we were inclu- if I knew we were including villains on this list, then I would have put Heath Ledger as number one. I'm pretty sure I texted you and said, you're not including villains, are you? And you said no. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, it's like you might be so correct, and I'm just an idiot. But anyways, that's what's happening. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue. That, that, that performance is – that's a great performance. That is like the performance of, of a lifetime, you know, and I, that's my – my favorite Joker for sure. So my number five is Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and and I guess I should clarify this: there are two versions of Professor X out there. There is the young Professor X that is portrayed by James McAvoy, and then there is the older original Professor X performance from Patrick Stewart. Um, to me, this character is like Yoda, but in X Men. Because very true. Because this is the wise character. This is the character that has the insightful quotes, and at the same time, extremely intelligent, extremely powerful. And it's all about the mind. Very philosophical characters. That's why I'm drawn to Yoda, my favorite Star Wars character, and that's why I'm drawn to Professor X. Not my favorite X Men character, but definitely an easy second. Um, I also think he looks the part. I mean, he just he he looks like if you go look at the comics, Patrick Stewart looks like Charles Xavier. He does, so, yes, hundred percent. And like a lot of these characters, like a lot of these performances on here, I think is extremely comic book accurate. And just because he nailed that character with how intelligent and how wise the character is, I just think I think it's a great, great performance. Um, and that's and like. You know, X Men are coming into the Marvel Universe now. Um, that was confirmed by Kevin Feige last summer at Comic Con. I don't like. I don't want anybody else to play Charles Xavier, Professor X. Um, like, I would like it if they, you know, maybe somehow find, found a way to use like the multiverse, bring in uh, the X Men from their own universe, whatever. Um, because like, I don't want this character replaced. I don't know who else could play this character as well as Patrick Stewart did. I mean, just, if you just go watch, go watch their original X-Men trilogy, Patrick Stewart was great, especially in X-Men days of future past and Logan, the the performances he gave in those two movies were excellent and it was very respectful of the character. And I love the scene where he interacts with the younger version of himself played by James McAvoy. He honestly probably would have been an honorable mention as well. I'd have a lot of a lot of honorable mentions, but that scene where he interacts with a uh, past version of himself with the future version of himself and uh, dude, that scene is like the epitome of who Charles Xavier is and dude, that scene's chill inducing, great movie, great franchise, great performance. I can so. agree with you on that for sure. Now, personally, I, I think it was a good performance, obviously. I think that he did everything very well. But I also think it wasn't – I didn't think it was insanely special. Like, like I don't think it was like 
it, it didn't make it on my top 10 just because I was like, I mean, it's a good, good performance. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it, it was, it just wasn't spectacular. You know, it's not something that I'm going to really remember for a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that way for me. And I think there's a handful of people out there that would agree with both of us, mm-hmm. um, depending on what side they're on. Um, but I mean, to me, this was definitely one of the best performances out there, but I also just really like the character. Uh, so it kind of, that, that factors into it as well. If you're not a huge fan of the character, um, I could, you, you'd probably look at it and be like, it's just a dude rolls around in a wheelchair and he's really smart. Um, but again, he's one of the, like I said, I'm drawn to characters with lots of depth and this is a character that definitely has that element. And, um, so that's why I'm a big fan of, of professor X. Yeah. Um, My only thing about professor X is like, we're told he's very powerful. You know, we don't really see how powerful he really is. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, um, like, like with Yoda, for example, I, I like when I was watching um, Star Wars for the first time, you know, one all the way through, I was like, man, like, what, what makes Yoda so cool? But then uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, when he fights Count Dooku and he's just, you know, just jumping all around. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. He's so special, dude. OK, so I would have to disagree with you a little bit there because Professor X is not one of those characters that's super flashy. Like he doesn't have one of these powers that's or some powers that are, you know, you know, very over the top. Like if you look at somebody like, um, let's go with vision. Okay. Vision, incredibly powerful character. Um, and you can, and you see what he does. Same with people like Scarlet, Witch, Jean gray, all these insanely powerful characters that professor X is in a way kind of on the same level as with his power and his intellect. Um, but it, the way he uses his powers is not in as flashy of a manner as some of those. So when you like, I mean, currently as of, as we're speaking, I am going through and rewatching these movies and kind of seeing what Professor or what yeah Professor X can do is kind of mind blowing. Like at the end of Last Stand, you, we we are under the impression that Jean Grey has killed him. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the post credit scene of the Wolverine, and he's back. And, you know, Wolverine's, you know, he's questioning, like, how are you back? And he's just kind of like, you know, as I told you before, I have some gifts, something like that. I don't remember exactly what the line was, but just that right there. I mean, that's what I mean. He's not a very flashy character. It's just kind of like, yeah, I pulled this off. I did it. Um, so I, I'd have to disagree a little bit there, but I think it's because his character, his powers aren't shown on a very surface level way. It's more of his intellect and more of, um, and you know, like how he can, what he can do with, with his mind. And I just don't think it's, it's, uh, portrayed in a way that's as flashy as some other characters. That's just kind of my stance on it though. Yeah. The way I look at him is kind of like a magnet. And then all the other X-Men are like pieces of metal and they're all magnating toward him. And then they're all the team. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, he's not Magneto. <laughs> well, you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> trying to say. But like, like, but you know, and without the magnet, there would be no metal attracting to it. So, you know, I think he's definitely, he, he's needed, needed for the X-Men. Needed. Yeah, he's a foundation of the X-Men for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. but you know, I just wish they kind of showed how, how, you know, powerful his mind really was a little bit more. But that's fair. That's fair. 
So moving on, who's your number four? Number four is one of my favorite Marvel, mo- Mar- Marvel movies. One of my favorite Marvel characters to ever exist. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Okay, yeah, so I talked about that a little bit. So I know you're a big fan of the character, so I'm interested to see what you have to say. Yeah, I just think, you know, I have a ton of Deadpool comics. You know, I'm reading them. He's saying stupid stuff, doing stupid stuff, just doesn't really care. And I think Ryan Reynolds did that perfectly with, like, his um, his metaphors and what he was saying and just kind of comparing, like, just little little stuff like that. The, like, he, the way he spoke for Deadpool was perfect. Yeah, absolutely yeah, he perfect. Totally nailed the personality. Uh, he got the humor right. Um, I mean, the dude has no filter whatsoever. And I love that. <laughs> I mean, that is very much your sense of humor. Um, very much so. I mean, it, I mean, even like the look of the suit and everything is just it's. Just watching the movie. I watched the movie to prepare for this episode as well because I thought I might want to put that character on this list, and you did. You made it my number 10. The movie, just it just screams Deadpool. Like You'll watch some movies. doesn't quite scream the character the way the Deadpool movie screams Deadpool. Yeah, I know, and it, I just oh, – I loved it. Like I could, go, I could do this for an entire episode. I really could. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I thought Ryan Reynolds was awesome. Anything else you want to say about your favorite? Nope, but nope. He just he he was amazing. <laughs> All right. So uh, my number four is Tom Holland as Spider Man. Oh, I forgot about Tom Holland. You know replace what? Him, replace him. Replace him with Heath Ledger. Never happened. There he is. All right. There we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So Tom Holland is your number five. Yes, we're gonna do that right there. Okay. All right. So Spider Man. Spider Man is my favorite superhero. Um, has been ever since I was a really little kid. Um, and this is my favorite, uh, version of Spider-Man. 100% I think, agree. I think I, I'm not a huge fan of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I think he did well for what those movies were. And it was, a, you know, at the time those movies are monumental for the comic book genre. I also like, I'm a fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. This is another one of those superheroes. I don't think there's been a bad performance, you know, you um, are stupid. <laughs> so I'm taking you don't like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. Hated him. Thought that's fair. He that's was fair. The, the, the movies the movies aren't that great, but I think he did the character justice. Um, but my favorite is Tom Holland. Um, and I would pro I would probably put Tom Holland higher. You know, even maybe at number one. The reason I'm not going to is just because we haven't really gotten to see. Spider-Man be full on Spider-Man because he's been in the shadows of Iron Man his whole time ever since his uh, debut in Captain America Civil War all the way through Spider-Man Far From Home even though Tony Stark was dead in Spider-Man Far From Home didn't even make an appearance there's a lot of talk about him a lot of is Spider-Man going to be the next Iron Man type character but I think that the future of Spider-Man in the MCU is going to be fantastic I agree However, we're not there yet, so we don't know what it's going to be like. But I do like I, I do think this is the best portrayal of Spider-Man, my favorite superhero of all time. Um, and maybe once we do get there and seeing how Spider-Man is able to kind of grow into his own superhero without having to stand in the shadows of somebody else, I think that will I'll, I'll definitely move the character up. Um, but a couple of the things that I really like just about the performance are that he's actually a teenager, or he was when he first started out. 
And before, you know, you get Tobey Maguire. He was in like mid to late 20s when he was playing Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. I want to say Andrew Garfield might have even been close to 30, if not 30 or early 30s, maybe something like that. I mean, they were they were playing characters younger than themselves, and it was obvious. Tom Holland, when he started, was a teenager. And I like that they went for somebody that actually was a teenager, looks to the part. Um, and he, you know, very accurately portrayed the personality of Spider-Man. Because if you look at Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire was like a shy, like Peter Parker. That's I thought not really he did who... good. I think Tobey Maguire did very good as Peter Parker with the whole nerdy, shy aspect. I agree with that to an extent because Peter Parker, to me, like in, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, they made Spider-Man out to be like this shy, unconfident, introverted character. And that's not what I've really gotten out of Spider-Man. I never really thought of Peter Parker as this introverted character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's definitely dorky, but I I think that people assume dorks, geeks, nerds, whatever are introverts, and I don't think that's right. Um, and so that's and, and Spider Man is more of an extroverted guy, um, in my opinion, and he's but he's definitely got that dorky, quirky type element. Um, to his personality, and I think that's something that Tom Holland did really well. I mean, you, I think it, Tom Holland did absolutely amazing with Spider-Man as a character because a Deadpool and Spider-Man are similar in the way of they're, they're talking humor. to you while they're beating the crap out of you. Yes, yes, and and I so Deadpool's sense of humor is so random to me. It's like I, I just don't find this funny. Peter Parker's sense of humor is. It's it's more of like a it's like a he's kind of like the wisecracker, but he's also like really smart. Wade Wilson is not that smart of a guy, and so uh, and Peter Parker is, and I mean, and his jokes I just think are funnier because they make more sense. Um, and and so um, I can see the appeal of the Deadpool humor, but it's just not quite my thing, not quite my cup of tea. Peter Parker, like, and, and humor is something that's really hard for me to buy into. I've always liked the the Spider Man humor, and when I say I did like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, I think he actually did get the humor right when he was uh, making jokes as he was beating people up and stuff like that. And I think Tom Holland did it right. Tobey Maguire's was just too cheesy for me. And it didn't. It, it was he like, didn't do enough as Spider Man. It, it was, was not it, a good Spider Man. He was a better Peter Parker. Yeah, and it was like he was forcing it upon his acting, and I just it, and I just felt that. And maybe some people don't. That's fine. But Tom Holland to me, he's even though I grew up with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, I grew up watching those movies, and I was a fan of the Andrew Garfield performance, not necessarily the movies. Um, Tom Holland is the best Spider Man, and he's my favorite, and so. Um, I think I'm really excited to see where we're going to go with this character, especially in Spider-Man three and, you know, some of the team ups that he's got coming up. I'm curious to see where they go with this. I think it's going to get really interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see just kind of Spider-Man, you know, you know, stand his own ground, not be in the shadows of somebody else. Um, Great performance, great character. Um, So what's your number three? My number three Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Nice. I, he's irreplaceable. Like, like there's no other way to put it. Nobody can play Iron Man like um, RDJ did. Nobody. No, that is, I think, the most irreplaceable superhero performance of all time. 
I don't um, know if I could agree with that, but he is definitely in the top tier of irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree there. Um, yeah, dude, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is awesome. So elaborate a little bit on, on uh, why you like that performance. So um, Iron Man in the comics is exactly like how he was in the movie. He's yep. just this billionaire. He's really cocky, full of himself, Just and he's funny. He says funny stuff, but he's also absolutely brilliant, and yeah. he knows it. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, like in RDJ, perfect. He did not miss anything. He did perfect. They're like He's kind of playing himself in a way. In a way, seriously, he really is, yeah. And I think that's why it was just so perfect for RDJ. And like mm-hmm. and like if you go back and look at at his performance as Iron Man, I can't tell him, I can't tell you anything he could have done better. I really can't. I really can't. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Um I will say we'll definitely see Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man on my list. But Coming at my number three is Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and let me get this out of the way. My top three, I have gone back and forth with so much on what order I want to put this in. And I've like, maybe I want to even have my number one at number three. However, I will say my top three, those, those are my three favorite performances. Um, and they were pretty much locks for being in the top three. Like I knew that this was, these were going to be the the three performances in my top three. Um, but I just, I even right now, just looking at my list, I struggle with, you know, which one do I really want to put at number one, you know, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, it, it, this was a difficult task, but as of right now, I'm saying the Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is my number three. And like we just talked about Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I think Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is almost equally as irreplaceable as that character. I will um, 100% agree with that to the day I die. I yeah. think Hugh Jackman is a little bit better than RDJ, just a little bit, just because I think like he did Wolverine amazingly. I, I agree. Just being such a so, brute and just being just such a freaking tank. Yeah, as Wolverine so, is. So okay, this is how I decided that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine was going to be in the in the position below Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. The, and the way I decided on that was I looked at their full character arcs, and I looked at the movies that they were in because I honestly did not know how to decide between these two because these two characters I like about equally. So it was hard for me to decide which one I wanted to put at three, two, one, whichever I ended up initially or, or, or picking. Um, I think I am more satisfied with the character arc of Iron Man. Not that I was not satisfied with the character arc of Wolverine because I was. Um, but I think just Iron Man's character arc was so satisfying just because of the how it impacted that entire franchise. Um Wolverine's was more of like his own personal character arc at the end of it. it. Logan was a great movie and the way they sent the character off was fantastic. It was. Um, it was. But I think I just have to go with it literally just for that one thing with having him below Iron Man. Um but you know some of the things I really like about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine are like we've said extremely comic book accurate and irreplaceable for Very. sure. He looks the part. 
he looks like Wolverine. The only thing that he is he, like is not accurate to the comics is that in the comics Wolverine is about five foot two, mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackman I think is like six two or something like that. Yeah, but so, I think for for a movie, I think that was a good call. Yes, I think it would have looked. It would have been kind of strange. It'd been like somebody like Danny DeVito as as Wolverine. <laughs> I can imagine, or, or or Peter Dinklage or whatever. Um, but Peter Dinklage, that would have been so freaking cute. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay, but yeah, I mean, I think he looks the part, and he. I say this a lot. Like I say, this character or this this actor nailed the personality, but he did. He nailed the personality of Wolverine. Uh, he was, he, he just, he got the intensity right. He was gruff, ferocious. He's a total savage. But he also, even though he's like this extremely gruff dude, like you said, he's just total brute. Um, He shows a compassionate side of the character He does, as well. he does. Like in Logan with it, with X-23, dude. Like, And, and even like Jean Grey throughout all of these movies. Yes, Jean you know, Grey, very um, true. Yeah. There, are, there are characters that are able to bring out that compassionate side of him because you know, even though this guy is like, he's got this like, um, this tough outer shell. You know, he he seems like um, this guy who's just going to rip you apart. Really intense dude, very aggressive. He does care about things, and he will do whatever he whatever he thinks is right in order to support what he cares about. Um, Hugh Jackman, though, is just, he's a great actor. I mean, he's a very diverse actor with what he can do because he's a great singer as well. He is. So if you just go... The great showman really shows his difference from being being a brute to being a a, a musical prodigy. Yeah, and if you go look at him in The Greatest Showman or Les Mis or something like that, totally different from... uh, from from Wolverine. I mean, and then there's he's played some similar characters. Like my personal favorite movie of his is Prisoners. Great movie. That was such a good movie. Great performance from Hugh Jackman as well. Not that dissimilar from Wolverine in ways, um, but Wolverine. That's such an iconic performance. One of the best superhero performances of all time. I think it's irreplaceable. Like honestly, like I know they're trying to figure out who to recast as Wolverine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just don't even bother. Just don't bother unless you can bring Hugh Jackman back, you know? So I, I remember, uh, I think it was, I don't know how long ago this was, but Ryan Reynolds was trying to talk Hugh Jackman into playing Wolverine one more time for a Deadpool Wolverine movie. Yeah. I, there's even been talks about a, I mean, I've heard talks about Hugh Jackman potentially making an appearance. I hope that somebody's able to convince him. I think his mind, from what I understand, is kind of, he's he's done with the character and he likes to send off that uh, that Logan gave him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but dude, we, I just, I, if we're going to see Wolverine in the Marvel cinematic universe, we got to see Hugh Jackman interact with these characters. You know? Just like, it's either like you get, got to get Hugh Jackman back or don't even bother. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your number two? Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of you know hit that at the same time. So yeah, uh, and your number two's um, RDJ is Iron Man, and like I think we could talk about these two characters forever. But we you know, could. my personal opinion is just that Hugh Jackman is just a little bit, like a little bit better, a little bit more irreplaceable than RDJ is. That's fair. I mean, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's tough to decide. It like is. I it's said, like very it, tough. Yes. Yeah, like and like you said, my number two is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I I don't know who your number one is, but I'm. We'll get there. We'll get there. But um, do you have anything else you want to add about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? 
I no, I he was just amazing. And let alone Hugh Jackman is the nicest dude ever if you've seen his interviews. Yeah, yeah, he does seem like a really nice guy. It's totally different personality from from Wolverine. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I can so, imagine in my head, he's like done with the scene, just rah, you know, doing whatever. And it's like, hey, you jack me, take a picture. He's like, oh, of course, mate. And you know, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. He's Australian. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to add a little bit on RDJ as uh, as as Iron Man. Um, and this kind of has a little bit more to do with the reason I put him above Wolverine. And like, that was a tough decision to make really tough decision to make. Um, but like you talked about this a little bit, Iron Man, Tony Stark is a very self-centered guy. He's full of himself. He knows he's smart. Um, very blunt guy, very sarcastic, but also very intelligent. So if you go watch Iron Man and you see how he's just like, you know, like he says, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, whatever, something like that. Um, he says that in the Avengers, very full of himself, very greedy, very self-centered, very quick witted, very, quick-witted. very quick witted. Yes. His humor is excellent. Um, and, and, and his humor, when it comes to like any humor from any superhero, that's the type of humor I'm, I'm more drawn to just blunt calling it how it is very sarcastic. All of that to say, he ended up being the guy that's willing to make the ultimate sacrifice at the end. The ultimate sacrifice. And he was, I mean, I mean, I don't, I can't think of any sacrifice in any other movie that tops that one. That's why I had to put him above this because he went from the guy that was extremely self-centered to the guy willing to make the sacrifice. And if you even like, I like a lot of people went into Avengers Endgame thinking Captain America was going to be the guy that made the sacrifice. Yeah, that, that's, how, that's how I went. That's how I went in a hundred percent. I can totally understand why. And it's not that I didn't think that, but I just kind of watch these movies. And if you watch Infinity War, you know that they are building up for Tony Stark to make the sacrifice. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I that was my guess. I was like, if one of them is going to die, I think it's going to be Iron Man. I think he's going to make the sacrifice. I totally understand why somebody would say it would it'd be Captain America. Makes more sense. I went with the thing that was less obvious. It's just kind of me. Um, and that's really the only reason I had to put him above Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Both amazing performances. They are. Ir- yeah. Both, both. I think, you know, honestly, equally irreplaceable. They both look the part. They both nailed the personality of both of these characters. Both have great, satisfying character arcs and are extremely comic book accurate. But I just, I like the sacrifice that Tony Stark made at the end of Avengers Endgame more so than the full... And extremely satisfying character arc from Wolverine. Just had to put Iron Man above um, above Wolverine. So for um, Endgame, I I think that they ended it perfectly. I thought it was executed amazingly. Mm-hmm. However, in a perfect world for me, I would have liked to seen Captain America make the sacrifice and be the one that died. I yeah, I still think that would have been really cool to see, but you can't see it happen with both of them. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I like. I wish Captain America would have done it. I just think that would have been that would have been a better story just for me. But neither way, they did it perfectly. They did it all. Either way, would have been epic. I would have been happy either way. Yep. Um, but I was very satisfied with the character arc of Iron Man. So, with all that in mind, our number two and three very interchangeable. We tend to we seem to we seem to pretty much agree a hundred percent. So. Who is your number one? I'm really interested to see who this is. My number one, this character portrayal, I, it like if, when I think of this character, 
this is the actor I think of. Uh, it's for me, it is so set in stone. It will never, ever change the character replaceable, but the performance in my opinion was literally perfect. That was Superman. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I, Interesting. I just think, like, when I think of Superman, it's Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves, man. I was not expecting that. Just because of what you said about, what you kind of said about Henry Cavill as Superman, and especially your reaction to me when I said Christopher Reeves as Superman, you weren't, like, over the top about it. You didn't really seem to, you didn't argue, but you also didn't really seem to, uh, to have that big of a reaction. So that's interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought like just perfect. Like, like there's no other way for me to describe it besides so, just perfect. Were you surprised when, when I put him on the list? I was a little bit surprised. I was like, I was like, you know, when I put it as number one, I'm like, he's not going to expect this as number one. I'm like, it might not even be on his list. Yeah. But like when I, when you put it on your list, I was like, yeah, for sure. dude. Yeah, dude. I totally agree. Uh, Christopher Reeve is Superman. Nobody else is Superman. I mean, like, I like obviously he's gonna have to be replaced. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Because Superman is a character, you can't go like a hundred years without seeing a super Superman movie. Yeah. Um, but Christopher Reeve is just the Superman. So, um, so did you grow up watching the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies before any of the others came out? Believe it or not, I didn't. I grew up grew up watching uh, Brandon. What was his last name? Brandon Ruth. Brandon Ruth. I grew up Superman watching Returns. him. Yes, I grew up watching him. That that was the guy. But um, I went back when all, all four movies were on Netflix at one point, and I went back and I watched all four, and I was like, perfect. I had no so, gripes. Do you like Superman three or four? No. Okay. The movies yeah. weren't good, but Christopher Reeves as Superman is just Excellent. undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally like the agree. way we talked about how he was nerdy, he was hunched down. He just wasn't, he just wasn't, you know, uh, confident at all as uh, Clark Kent. But when Superman come, he was the man, and he was ready to just, you know, be the savior of anybody who needed saving. And I just thought, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. So you ready for my number one, or do you want to add on a little bit more? No, I'm good, man. What, what you got? All right, so my number one is Christian Bale as Batman. That is very much understandable. Okay, so okay, so I want to talk a little bit about this because Batman, the older I've gotten, the more and more I become interested in this character. I've always liked Batman. I've always liked Batman a lot. I've always thought his villains were very interesting. I always thought the characters were interesting. But the older I've gotten, the more interested in the character I've become. Um, and it's because he's there's two very different sides. There's a lot of depth to Bruce Wayne. Um, so if you want, let's break it down this way. So if we start with Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is an extremely intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. He's also very introverted. And introverted characters are interesting to me because I'm introverted. I'm very introverted. Um, and he's very innovative with his ideas and his, you know, just the things he comes up with, you know, to be Batman. Very analytical as well. He's able to, you know, kind of foresee outcomes and, you know, think through situations very quickly. Also a very determined guy, both physically and mentally. He will push himself 
to the limits mentally and physically to be able to accomplish whatever he wants. At the same time, he can kind of show the um, the cocky rich side or the cocky yeah, the, rich you know, guy the cocky, side. The playboy. That part of Bruce Wayne has not been depicted well enough in any movie, in my opinion. I will agree. I think I think they need I think they need with Robert Pattinson's version coming out. I think we'll need to see a little bit more of that. Um and but I do think like Christian Bale's performance hinted at it. They just didn't really give him enough uh they didn't give him enough like plot lines to kind of, you know, explore that part of the character. But when they did, he did it very well. He did. I, he it, did. It is it is something we needed in uh was it the i think it was the first one when he like took those girls and bought the hotel you know what i'm saying yeah 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 and so all he's got all of those attributes nailed perfectly in that character um then as as batman totally intense great intimidating yes he's intimidating extremely intimidating he's brave batman also has very strong morals and his morals come from his fears. And this is where I think the character gets very interesting because he has a lot of fears. Mm-hmm. And for being a very smart guy, being a very confident guy in ways, he has a lot of fears that don't hold him back. His fears are what motivates him. They're what push him. He's obviously afraid of bats. He's afraid of losing a loved one. He's afraid of death. He's afraid of killing. And he's afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, deep themes that come in just one character. Um, the thing that's really interesting, kind of ironic in a way, he's afraid of bats. And he dresses as a bat to inflict his fear onto others. And I think that is genius. That is perfectly genius. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing. This is something that gets a bit controversial amongst Batman fans. I am a huge fan of Christian Bale's Batman voice. Best Batman voice of any of and some people, you know, might say Michael Keaton, uh, or maybe some of the, you know, animated TV shows or whatever. The Christian Bale's Batman voice is awesome. And I mean, and there's logic that goes behind it too, because he doesn't want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take somebody like Deadpool, he's in a mask, you would know his voice. Because because of his personality, his humor, and if you saw without the mask, you'd be like, I think you might be Deadpool, dude. Batman Batman is just like, I'm Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. My only great like the reason I didn't put Christian Bale on this list and I put Ben Affleck was Christian Bale what he was good, don't get me wrong. He did a good performance. He was solid. He didn't ruin the movies in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Just think there could have been better for Batman. That's fair. That's I'm a fair. huge Batman fan. Me I too. have been ever since I was a kid. And like he like I just wanted to see more of the Playboy, but as he was the Playboy, he was also introverted and just kind of wanted to be left alone, wanted to be in his own little thing. And I just think like okay, if in a perfect world we take the look of Ben Affleck and then we put the Christian Bale acting as Batman. Mm-hmm. But the Playboy and everything as Bruce Wayne hasn't been depicted well enough yet. But that's fair. I, I still, I'm still open minded to even seeing a better version of Batman. And and I say that, I, and I do think the character of Batman is another character that you just kind of have to be okay with being replaceable. And that's why I was still okay with me putting him at number one. Is because 
I, I don't really think you have a choice when it comes to Batman being replaceable. We get new versions of Batman every five to ten years, and and maybe sometimes even shorter, um, of a shorter time span than that. So in a way, I mean, like if you look at James Bond, like James Bond has new versions of that character constantly. There's like five or five six versions of James Bond, whatever. Batman's kind of the same way. We've had Michael Keaton. We've had, or well, we start off. We have actually have Adam West from the '60s. Then we have Michael Keaton. Then we have Val Kilmer. Then we have George Clooney. Then we have Ben Affleck. And then we have, uh, no, uh, Christian Bale. Then we have Ben Affleck. And now we're getting Robert Pattinson. Seven versions of Batman. I think. I think that's the number I just counted. Um, and so I think out of all of these, Christian Bale is the best. I think the character is the most interesting. That, and I think if you look at Batman Begins, I think that's one of the best superhero origin stories of all time if not the best Mm -hmm. because that movie explores the character of bruce wayne slash batman unlike no other batman movie has done like the dark knight i think is the best batman movie but batman begins really allows you to understand what drives bruce wayne what his fears are and christian bale even though uh, he plays batman in a way that was you know he just played the character brilliantly. He even showed the 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 intelligent side of the character very well. Also showed the emotional side of the character very well. And when you have some characters that are very logically driven, like Batman, sometimes it gets kind of difficult to um, explore both the emotion side and the thinking side of the character. And I think Christian Bale did it very well. Um, and I'm still open-minded to one day having a better Batman. Like I am very much looking forward to seeing Robert Pattinson play Batman. I think I he can do it very well. I am looking forward to Robert Pattinson being Batman very much. But I'm kind of weirded out about it because, like, oh, this fair. is gonna sound this is gonna sound so weird. The Twilight movies, I freaking loved them. They were great. <laughs> like I did. I love those movies. I think they're so freaking cool. But I just like I don't know. I thought it was very weird very very weird for me to be like that dude's a shiny vampire what's he doing being my favorite superhero well he he's he turned into a vampire to a bat yeah so i didn't think of that yeah that's exactly what happened yeah um took him a long time but it it took him a while yeah but I, i i i don't know i i definitely have very low expectations i really do i mine are ridiculously high for that movie because I think he looks like Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have the physique. I think he could get there, but he looks a lot like Bruce Wayne. And I've seen him in movies outside of twilight. He's a great actor. I've talked about this a lot on on my podcast, but I think that he could play the character very well based off of the other movies I've seen him in. I'm very much looking forward to it. I don't know if he'll beat Christian Bale for me. I'm open-minded to it. Um, But, but yes, Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. I know there are very, very different opinions. It just kind of depends on which which portrayal of the character you like best, and that's fine. Everybody's going to have their own different opinions. Also, everybody's lists everybody's lists are going to look completely different from ours because there are so many portrayals of superheroes out there. So this is just my uh, these are the 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 ten performances I think are best, and these are the ones that I like a lot. Like we said, we didn't necessarily rank them by our favorite superheroes. We just rank them by which ones we, th- which performances we think did the character justice, which performances we think are best, and of these performances, which ones were our favorites. Um, so that's kind of that was kind of how we thought about this. Obviously, our lists were different, some similarities, um, but this was a lot of fun, and I think uh, 
I think it's very it's very difficult task. Honestly, I've never really struggled making a list like I have with this one before. Oh, uh, I didn't struggle was, at all. It took me like five. It was a lot of fun. Like, and, and thank you for the idea as well, because you came up with this idea. You gave this idea to me, so I wanted to have you in this episode since since it was your idea. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, like like realistically, when I got all ten heroes that I wanted together, the ranking got so hard. The higher it went. It really yes. did with um yeah, going from like uh with Captain America, I wanted him to be higher, but I knew he just couldn't be higher. Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted Ryan Reynolds higher, but he just couldn't. He couldn't beat RDJ or Hugh Jackman. He just yeah, dude. My top three, it was very difficult for me to pick, and I just kind of had when it came to like I said with Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman, their performances. I just kind of had to go with which character arc I like best, and then when it came to my top three, I just had to go with honestly which one was my favorite. I have to go with Christian Bale just because I think Batman is a very interesting character. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a lot of fun. I was, uh, I was I was glad to have you on the episode today. Yeah, of course. I, your list really interests me with with just like the diversity you had in your characters and everything. You you had a really interesting list. Yeah, likewise. Um, so, Cody, where can people find you on social media? People can find me up on Instagram at Cody Hildebrand, and that's it, man. I'll be sure to link that in the description of this episode. But once again, Cody, thanks for joining me on this episode. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, be sure to tune in for more episodes in this series. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast on the platform you listen to podcasts so you can be notified when new episodes are released. Stay safe out there, everybody. And once again, thank you for listening. 